hello. Ah. Welcome to the broadcast. Lunch Plus Tuesday's episode. It's so good to have you with us. Drop in the comments, tell us who you are, where you're watching from, so that way we can say hello to you. Johnny Shaver was the first one commenting this morning. He was on he was the ball. Kevin says, good morning. Marky says, hi, guys. Lisa says, good morning. Have a blessed day, and I love y'all. We love y'all, too, so much. Thank you for joining us, and we have an awesome episode in store for you today. Tell them what they've won, buddy. Okay. <laughs> today, you've won a Will It Muffin segment, followed by a segment where uh, of prayer, which is going to be awesome. Uh, after prayer, we got Bible trivia. Make sure you're ready for that. Uh, that's going to be awesome because you can win some money with that. That's always fun. That's true. Um, and then followed by the man who would be king. It's going to be great. Yes, so share the broadcast. And just like Buddy said, we will be doing prizes just like we did last week for Bible Trivia. Yep. So if you're on the ball and you've got the answer first, you get free money. So stick around for that. I hear myself in the background. That was exciting. <laughs> it was like I had an echo from somewhere. <laughs> But right now, it is family time. It's family chit-chat time. And Buddy so enjoyed the types of questions that we had yesterday. We're going to have them all week long. Super it's, looking forward to it. It's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Okay, question number one. Dun, dun, dun. Did you suck on cupcake wrappers until you got every last crumb? Were you that kid? <laughs> Were you the kid that shoved the entire cupcake wrapper in your mouth to scrape off the cake and um, get every last crumb? Never. Never? I was not that kid. I think I remember like doing it once, but it's not something I did often. Well, okay, so um, I, okay, well, when I say, <laughs> when I say never, I meant yes. Um, <laughs> Now that I'm replaying it in my mind, I wouldn't suck on them. I would like, I would like, kind of use my teeth and like, just You'd like scrape I'd them. Scrape wouldn't you? it, yeah. <laughs> William said he never did that. Kevin did. Rachel was that kid. <laughs> Johnny says no. Yeah, I, I did not. I did not, but I will tell you that I was the kid who, like, if my mom packed me a nutter butter, mm. nutter butters are excellent. Oh, but high quality. If the nutter butter had melted at all and the chocolate was stuck to the wrapper, I was that kid that looked the wrapper clean for oh, that. That makes sense. I for sure was. <laughs> hey, Mr. Chris, it's good to see you. Pastor Nicole says no because they're paper and they'd tear. Kevin says he's still that kid. It's <laughs> good to know anytime Kevin's at a social event, I want cupcakes to be there so I can watch this happen. Um, yeah. No. Well. We, we have Willet Muffin coming up. <laughs> there is Willet Muffin. Oh, that's exciting. Okay. Super exciting. Question number two. Did you dip your lollipops in water? Okay, do you remember this being a thing? I, I had, I read it when, again, this is BuzzFeed. All credit goes to BuzzFeed. I, on BuzzFeed, there was a picture of like one of those red like blow pop things mm -hmm. and dipping it in ice water and... I you, yeah, you were that. that kid. I was that kid. <laughs> I did do that. It, it gave it some extra juices. <laughs> Rachel says, yes, it was delicious. Josephine <laughs> says, you know. Marky shared her lollipop with her cat. Okay. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> I don't even want to discuss that. <laughs> Kevin said, why would anyone do this? Johnny says, no. Chris says, no. Pastor Nicole says, not on a regular basis, no. I tried it once to see if it would flavor my water. <laughs> No, it doesn't work. It really did make it, it taste really nice, well, though. Well, the water? 
like the um, lollipop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it wouldn't flavor your water unless like you like Lacroix, um, <laughs> it'd give you like that much flavor. <laughs> but like, yeah, it, no, it, it it made it made it it gave it like a refreshing. It did. It made it a little bit extra refreshing. It I, made I it sad that. when it would get warm, though, and then you just mm -hmm. stick it right back yeah. in. Honestly, I completely forgot that I did that. <laughs> I completely forgot that I did most of these things. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, Eo, Rachel says that she would leave them in ice for a few minutes and then eat it. I get that. Okay, question number three. Did you count your steps in between sidewalk cracks? I, I still do this. <laughs> like this, <laughs> I I for sure still do this. I, you count your steps? Yes. Wow. I am very methodical, like in in that way. So mm -hmm. like even in a mall, like mm -hmm. you know how malls often have different color tiles and yeah. stuff. I would be the person who would count how many steps between each different color. Interesting. Like oh, four steps. Oh. Eo still does it, William does it, Abby does it, Joe does it, George used to do it, Rachel says she normally gets three steps in a normal sidewalk, yes ma'am. I don't know why I'm pointing at you, you're not Rachel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Joe says she also tries avoiding the cracks just for fun, Marky says she thinks she did, but she especially made sure not to step on the cracks. I understand, the nursery rhyme is scary. Um, Pastor Nicole says sure, it helps you be prepared so you don't break your mama's back. There it is, there she Amen. is. Amen. Yeah, no, I, you never did this? No, I did. Oh. I'm just, <laughs> because again, like, these are things that I forget that I did. So, like, right off the bat, I'm like, what? No. And then I'm like, wait, the more you talk about it, yeah, I did that. I, going back like, to the mall, this is where I pay the most attention to it. Mm -hmm. With the different colors, I try to walk in a pattern. So I'm walking mm -hmm. black tile, black tile, black tile, black. And then mm -hmm. when it abruptly stops, yeah. it throws me for a little bit. It, mm. it takes me a little bit of time. Uh, the mall, Marky wants to know what mall I'm talking about. Any mall typically has a pattern on the floor if you look at them, but the mall I'm specifically talking about is the South Park Mall in Charlotte. And if we haven't mm. gone yet, if you haven't gone, I'll take you. Um, that was not an open invitation to everybody. I'm talking to Marky. Um, <laughs> there was the one mall that I went to in Maine. Okay. There's the Bangor Mall. And then you drive another like three hours and you hit like the main mall. The <laughs> but main mall. That's the main, main mall. Getting main to mall that mall. place is like a six hour drive. Ew. So, nope. Um, Rachel says that she agrees with me about the mall walking. Mm. That makes me happy. Okay, last question of the day. Bum, ba, bum. Did you hold your last bite of food in your mouth for a while? Oh gosh, for a while after a meal? I forgot I put this one in there. That's super. <laughs> Isn't that disgusting? Mm -hmm. But that was another one where like you could vote if you split. did it and it was split, which means that half of you watching do this and you're just not telling us if you did. Um, Joe, Joe says no. Kevin gives a bleh face. <laughs> And it disappeared. Oh, no, Josephine said, absolutely no, again. Marky says, no, 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 in Michael Scott's voice. Pastor Nicole says, ew, no. Yeah, so from what I read, like, people would take a bite and then mm -hmm. just hold on to it. Like, I read one mm -hmm. thing where a kid or, like, a person tweeted saying that they would do this and hold on to the last bite for, like, an hour after the meal. So it just liquefied in their mouth. Can you imagine oh. how nasty that is? That's disgusting. 
William says, I feel like if you did this, you need psychiatric assistance from the Lord. <laughs> George, Ian, oh, oh, no go. George says that's what beards are for. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel says no. Josephine says that she agrees with William. Um, Chris says no, I would take smaller and smaller bites to make it last longer. You know, that brings up a good, a good point. So this isn't a question, but were you a kid that when you got candy, you would like shove it all down like at once, like very fast and excited like Marky does? Or were you the person that like spaced this thing out? You get so, very excited and not necessarily all your food, but you, I'm talking to Marky, but she gets very excited and she eats it very quickly. So I, I'm just now realizing uh, when it's chips, I just do it one at a time, but like any snack or candy or like even pretzels, I do it two at a time. Really? Yeah. So you're two, two Cheez-Its? Uh, no, not with Cheez-Its or chips. With Cheez-Its and chips, I, I do it one at a time. But all the other ones, I just I do it two at a time. Do you count Cheez-Its as chips? Yeah. Do you count Cheez-Its as chips? Are they chips or are they crackers? Well, well here's the thing. What, what are chips but like <laughs> sliced potato that's, that's either baked or fried? All right, What's, what are Cheez-Its? It's sliced uh, like cheddar cheese with some... Um, Flour that's baked or fried. That's what it is. Hey, John Napier. Hey, Holly. Marky says that Cheez-Its are crackers. <laughs> William says, what is a chip but a thin cracker? I, Kevin I like is the wrong. wording of that. It just sounds nice. Kevin says Cheez-Its are trash, which is wrong. I just go. I can say this like <laughs> ne he's in the room Next right will now. Next will muffin. Will, will Cheez-Its muffin. And I bet they we will would. force you to eat them. <laughs> we will force you to eat them. Um... Pastor Nicole says Cheez-Its are crackers. They aren't on the chip aisle at the grocery store. That's yeah. fact. That's true. Wait, wait. Was the question, are they chips or crackers? Yes. Or was the question, are they Are chips? they chips? Well, can't, can't they be both? <laughs> Julie says that they are crackers. Pastor Nicole says that a chip is a thin fried tater, William. Um, John Napier, you... I don't want to kick you off the broadcast because you just got on, but you just said that you agreed that they're trash, and I feel like those are fighting words. Kevin's saying this, but he's also physically in our presence, so in order for you to say that they're trash, you need to come visit from West Virginia. Yeah, say so, it to my we'll face. Come on. <laughs> that's what she's saying. You're going to talk trash, talk it to my face. That's, that's basically what you said, basically. but very nicely. <laughs> George says, if Cheez-Its... George, you're on YouTube, and your name on YouTube is George K.? Who are you right now? Um, if Cheez-Its were chips, they would be called chips. <laughs> Cheese chips. <laughs> Marky says Cheez-Its are Buddy's main food group. Amen. Ooh, William asks, is more than one Cheez-It considered a Cheese-Them? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's too deep for this. I market. love William Stephen Aldridge IV. He is so great. Wow. Oh. Hello, John. John Someone says, Googled something. I can't read it because <laughs> it, it went too fast. John basically just Googled what they were made of. Um, I'm pretty sure. Pastor Nicole says, Cheez-Its are yummy if you crush them up and use them as crust for casseroles or baked fish. Fact. Um, EO is laughing. John says it was from Google. <laughs> he was right. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so as... We are transitioning. I'm really sorry if that clap was loud. I realized how close I did it to the microphone. As we're transitioning, make sure that you go ahead, share the broadcast, because we have an awesome episode coming up for you. And if you have anything that you would like to be prayed 
over today as agree with you in prayer, go ahead and put it in the comments and we will write that down. We're going to be having prayer here in a little bit. But first we have, will it muffin? Does bacon muffin? Bacon goes well with everything, but does it go well with muffins? And we're going to have Bible trivia. And if you win Bible trivia, each question you get right, you get $5. Each question you... You're the first person to get it right. Yeah, not just <laughs> clarification. <laughs> I got it right in my head. <laughs> John proved that Cheez Its are crackers, so that's exciting. No, he did. That sounds great. So, thank you for being here. Share the broadcast. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Bye. Hey guys, welcome to Will It Muffin? where we test our cooking skills and see if the crazy combinations that we come up with will make a good muffin. Today we are testing bacon and maple syrup. So... I didn't realize, so I knew there was bacon ones today. Yeah, I didn't realize that there was maple there's syrup There's maple ones. syrup, yes. And I'm actually kind of excited about that. Yeah, so let's get our stuff together. Uh, Buddy, would you like to get the eggs out of the fridge? Sure. You can come on. I like. Right. I just realized coming. that it's labeled Yay. eggs right here on the fridge. Clearly, because last time we couldn't gonna, find anything. We're gonna get the oil in this, the oil out of the uh, underneath the sink because that's not the oil weird. Oil place. That's where you keep the oil. Yep. So. What, what yeah. kind of what kind of eggs are these? Uh, they're from white, m white my, eggs. They're not like ostrich bird. eggs or they're bird eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever like seen an ostrich egg? Those things are massive. I saw them on that, what is that talk show that, not talk show, that show that you had used to have to like eat really crazy things, like the challenges. Like, What's right? What's sure. right? Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay, we'll have go an, ahead. We'll have an option. Go ahead, put it in. Okay, let's see how well you can crack an egg. Oh, I'm an egg cracker from way backer. <laughs> wow. Well done. Hello. I'm going to have you crack both of them. Got the skills to pay the bills. Look at that. Did you ever like work in a... Kitchen or something? No. I was a fireman. Do you cook, Kevin? Yes. You do. You I seem do. like somebody who would cook. He probably does everything. I seem like somebody that would eat. Oh my goodness. All right. <laughs> the batter gets thick. Well, so is that how muffin batter? Um, it's because it needs water and I don't have that. Oh! Right this is how you... Oh, here we go. <laughs> Not too much. Oh, we got it with the bacon in too. <laughs> okay, come on. Was that too much? <laughs> no. How's that? That's that looks a little bit more muffin. Dandy. Oh, we We're just some... winging it right now. This is the proper way to make muffins. It's <laughs> just, just wing it. <laughs> when it comes to baking, if, you, if, if when in doubt, just wing it. Oh, my goodness. I need like an no, industrial you, mixer. Are you just, <laughs> you're just throwing all those things Amen. You are the industrial mixer, man. Oh, this is funny. It looks like should, cookie should, dough. Do you need more water? 
I don't know if it'll help. Like, what's the proper consistency for a muffin? I know they're thicker than pancakes. Because pancake or cu cupcake batter is like thin. Muffin, muffin batter is supposed to be thicker. It's making me want cookies. Okay. This is making you want cookies. So we're good? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay, put it in. And then we're going to put it in. <laughs> All right, just, just plop. Just put it in. This is... This is beautiful. Look at that. Do we want to add some syrup? Just as garnish? Yeah, a little bit, and then we can put it on after, maybe. Wow, th these look amazing. Well done, Kevin. Scrumptious. Can you guys see that? Will, can you will see it this? muffin? <laughs> these are going to come out amazing. I can't wait. Yeah. Do you want to put uh, some syrup on it? Just, yeah, a, just as garnish. Syrup on here. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Look at that. That that's genuine maple syrup, isn't it? Yep. Because it's not like thick like the mm -hmm. fake stuff. Yep. We got it mm. out of the tree out back. Question: In your household, do you use real maple syrup or do you use like the the fake Aunt Jemima stuff? That like it's not oh. fake. It's not oh. fake. It's just not real. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. I probably just offended half the audience. Are we allowed okay. to say Aunt Jemima it, anymore? I don't think they exist. Oh, they? you're right. Yeah. yeah. I, wait, is, is that very sacred in the South, Aunt Jemima? I don't know. It is? I oh, I take that back. <laughs> just, just, just label me a Yankee. And okay. <laughs> okay. We preheated the oven. And kick me out. We're going we're gonna to put it in the oven. You're going to put it in the oven? Oh, it went in the we're oven. It, there it yay. went. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this, the timer is set. In there. So do we clean up? Uh, yes, that's I'm, what I'm I think that's wait, what we're supposed to do. I'm going to wait for the beep of the timer to know when they're done. Okay, all right, very so well. So let, let's wait for the beep. All right. Um, meanwhile, so <laughs> to answer your question. Beep! Oh! <laughs> they're done! Oh, how exciting! <laughs> wow. Look at them! They're done! They're oh, in there. they're lovely! They they're actually look there. really good. I did look a how good job. Kevin did! Well done, Kevin. <laughs> well done! I'm so proud of you. There you go. Oh, We're just going to yeah. set them right on there. Ooh, they're not too hot, are they? <laughs> they're, no, they're, they're cooled careful. off already. Oh, wow, good. Okay. okay so, so which those, is which? Those are the I think this maple is a bacon. ones. Oh, they're the maple ones? Yes. The yep. sticky ones are the maple kinds. ones? Because <laughs> my fingers sense. are real sticky. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that there's no, uh, uh, what's the, the, the wrappers to watch yeah. you just. Oh, yeah, they just kind of disappeared. So. Okay, so, so these are the maple, these, these are, the, are maple, the bacon. These are the bacon. Okay, you can try it. You can see the difference between okay. the maple okay, and I'm the bacon. Okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna try it. Which one are we going for first? Maple. maple. Oh man, these are so sticky. I'm so excited. Oh my word. Oh, like they look good though. They look concrete. pretty well. I like I mean, these. Will it muffin? Swell, they look swell. Will it muffin? Oh, that's Let's find muffin. out. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Can you hear us chewing and swallowing? I'm sorry. Probably. But these are actually really good. Yeah, it's good. These are actually really good. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, good job, Kevin. They're really sticky, you. but they're good. Oh, that's powerful. All right. Okay, now we can try the Let's bacon. Let's look at the bacon. Will bacon muffin? This is what I'm most excited about. Oh, you see that? Look at that. Look at that. Oh, that's oh beautiful. Word. Look at that beautiful. Will bacon, bacon muffin? Will bacon muffin? I, I have 
a lot of confidence that this will taste amazing. Are you already eating it? You guys are already eating it. What the heck? <laughs> you will hurry up and eat yours. Ah. Um. Hmm. Um. Hmm. I don't. Uh huh. What do you mean? Uh huh. It's bacon. I, I need to process what's happening in my mouth. I don't really like it. What? Well, <laughs> I taste gasped. the bacon and I taste the muffin. I, like the bacon tastes really good because mm -hmm. I love bacon. Mm -hmm. okay. The muffin tastes really good because I like muffins. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the bacon and muffin together mm. are like Different. something. <laughs> and <laughs> this is a thing. That's like the best I can say. So will it muffin? Yes or no? Um. I'll show you. Yes. Okay. Will it muffin? I'm going yes. with it. What do you I say? say no. Okay. All right. What about the maple? Um, Why would you say no? It kind of reminds, I feel like there are walnuts in it or something, and I don't really like nuts and stuff. It kind of has a similar... It's a texture. It's a unique yeah. texture, it's yeah. A, it's, it, I feel like I'm, it, it has the texture of like walnuts or something. Now, mm. well, the maple muffin. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The Two maple will muffin. Maffin. Maffin. Maple syrup. Maple muffin. <laughs> I like maple syrup. Mm. It's the, maple the maple's muffin. making my mouth just not work. <laughs> maple muffins. Works. Yes, they muffin. <laughs> I give they up. Work. I'm just not going to talk yep. to the rest of this. Well, time. thank you, Kevin. That was oh, yeah. that was amazing no mixing. <laughs> thank you. you are. So <laughs> Bye. Um, Kevin's gone. Bye. I guess. I guess. I guess we're done. Okay. Well, now we will be moving on to our next segment for prayer. Make sure if you have any prayer requests or anything that you comment them. So we will see you guys for Will It Muffin next week. Bye. Bye. prayer as we've said go ahead and put your prayer requests in the comments we want to be standing and agreeing with you for the lord to do great and mighty things in your life and through your life and today as i was you know praying over this time you know because you're supposed to pray to pray <laughs> um, as i was praying over this time the word confession just kept coming to me. So today we are going to be talking about confession prayer. There are actually different types of prayer. Most people don't all the time know that. But there are different types. And today what we're going to be focusing on is confession prayer. So a confession is you saying something that you believe. And the Bible actually tells us that when we pray, it's important to make sure that we believe what we're praying. I know, it's, it's the craziest thought. <laughs> but it's, it's the word. So I want to read just a couple scriptures, and then we're going to go over some confessions that we actually have here in, in Boomerang and that we confess almost daily. And we're going to see the Lord move in our life. So one of the very first verses that talks about this is Job chapter 22, verse 28. And it says, you will also decree a thing, declare a thing, speak a thing. You will also decree a thing and it will be established for you and light will shine on your ways. So when we say things, it will happen. You know, I think one of the most well-known verses that kind of backs this up is this next one, Mark chapter 11, verse 23 through 24. And it says, truly, I say to you. And, you know, before I read the verse, the reason that we go through is because the word 
has faith and it has life. And when you hear the word, faith starts to spring up inside of us. So that's why we read the word first. So that way when we pray, we have faith to attach to what we're praying. So in Mark chapter 11, verse 23 through 24, it says, Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they will be granted you. You know, it tells us in Psalms that the power of death and life, that power is held in the tongue. And so when we speak, we are speaking out things that we want to be established. Here's the last one. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. And this is the Lord talking. But here's the thing. When we're praying, we're not just praying as people. We're not just praying as humans. We have a spirit on the inside of us that is linked to the spirit of God himself. So when we pray, if we're being led by the Lord, which we are here on this broadcast today, then our words are Holy Spirit's words. What we speak, it's as if Holy Spirit is speaking. And so when this is Jesus talking, realize that the same power, the same confidence that's found in this verse, that's the same sort of confidence we have as we pray today. So will my word, so will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. I'm actually going to turn to it in my Bible right now. I wrote the verses down, but I want to read it out of my actual Bible. Isaiah 55, verse 11. It says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. And what that means is the word that we speak, it will accomplish what it was sent to do. When we decree a thing today, when we confess a thing today, that thing that we are confessing, it goes to work for us, and it doesn't come back to us until it's accomplished what it was sent to do. So when we confess things today, when we confess the word, of God, we will see it happen because the power of God, the word of God has to do what it was performed to do. If it's sent out and it's sent with faith, then it must do what it was called to do. It must perform it. Jesus says so. My word that goes forth will not, shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. It shall accomplish what I've sent it to do. So today, as we go through these confessions, please, if you have the ability, speak them out of your mouth. The power doesn't come by thinking them and agreeing with it in our minds. We need to speak those things. Decree a thing and it shall be done. Confess those things. Say them out of your mouth. We're going to put them on the screen so that way you can just read along with us as we pray. But then attach your faith because what we speak will be done for us. Confession number one. We walk Everybody watching, just say this with me. We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. Everything Christ paid for, for me to have, I have it now. I have everything that Jesus said that I can have.
I leave nothing on the table. Every bit of the inheritance is mine. I claim it. I have it active in my life now. I have his salvation in my life. I have every bit of what Jesus paid for. It is mine in Jesus' mighty name. Confession number two. We are out of debt. And again, out of, out of our mouth. Let's do this together because the word that you speak, those words are power and they will not return void. Confession number two. We are out of debt. Woo! <laughs> we are out of debt. And we carry a debt-canceling anointing. And we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. We have no more debt. There is no debt that attaches itself to me. My bills are paid off. I don't have loans. I don't have debt. Every bit of finances is paid for. I carry a supernatural debt-canceling anointing. What I put my hand to, it cancels debt. There's so much coming in in my finances. We have no more debt. The Word tells me, and say again, make this year's too. The word tells us that we are to be the lenders and not the borrowers. And today, I become the lender that Jesus says I can be through the abundance he says I have. I am an abundant, overflowing giver, and I am out of debt. I'm out of debt, and I cancel debt wherever I go. Confession number three. We have divine health in our bodies now. And we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. We have divine health in our bodies now. And we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. The word tells me that I am seated with Jesus in heavenly places. And in heavenly places, there's no sickness, there's no lack, there's no disease, there's no headaches, there's no toothaches. Everything works as it's called to work. In the name of Jesus, I am not sick. I have divine health. My body is healed. My body is whole. My body is lined up with what the word says it is. And by his stripes, I was healed. Not only only am I healed, but I carry a healing power in my hands. When my hands touch a person, any sickness, any curse that would be on that person, it has to leave in Jesus' name. Every person watching under the sound of my voice, when their hand touches another person, when they shake hands, when they exchange things going through the fast food counter, what they touch, it's healed in Jesus' mighty name. We have a divine supernatural healing power that's in us and his name is Holy Spirit. He is the power that we operate through. And in Jesus' name, Lord, we carry supernatural healing. Confession number four. And remember, confess these. Make these yours. This is who you are. Confession four. Every weapon formed against us is exposed and will not prosper and is destroyed. Every weapon Every weapon is exposed. It will not, cannot, could not, won't not, cannot ever prosper. And it's destroyed in Jesus' name. In the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus, I declare 
that every weapon that the enemy has had in his hands formed against somebody who is watching this broadcast in the name of Jesus, every weapon disintegrate and break in the name of Jesus. Let every plan be foiled. Every plan, every weapon, let it return to sender now. That thing that was sent to knock somebody off course, in Jesus' name, it's being cleared away. The road is being completely cleared away. It is easy, it is light, because every weapon is done. Every weapon is done. Every weapon is done. Every weapon is destroyed. Every weapon is exposed, and it cannot prosper. Next confession. Confession number five. We walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. We walk in the fullness of it. We win souls. The word tells me that to be wise, we win souls. Lord, I am wise and I win souls. We win souls today. We win souls today for you, Jesus. We win souls today. We win souls because we walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. We love righteousness. And we hate sin. Lord, in Jesus' name, for every person watching, we have a distaste for sin. It tastes disgusting. We hate sin. We walk in holiness. And we are anointed by God. We walk in holiness and we are anointed by God. Next confession, confession number six. We keep increasing. We keep increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. We never go backwards. We only increase. We only go forwards. We keep increasing. We don't arrive. We just keep going higher and higher and higher and higher. We have more favor. We have more favor. We have more wisdom. We have more provision. We have more maturity. We just keep going and 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 there's no end because we just keep on increasing where somebody thinks that we've hit a limit we just bust through that ceiling because there's no limits for the believer we just keep increasing we just keep going and the last the last confession of the day and I want you wherever you are shout this out and make this yours confession number seven the struggle is over in Jesus name. I struggle with no thing. My God has given me a yoke that is easy and it's light and I struggle with nothing. Everything's easy. Everything works. Everything's smooth sailing because my God is my supply. He's my defender. He's my advocate and he clears the way for me. The struggle's over. It's easy and it's light. Whoo! Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus, for it. God is so good. And y'all, write these confessions down. Make them yours day in, day out. Speak these things over yourself because the word that is sent to accomplish will not return void. Hallelujah. We thank y'all. If you have prayer requests, send them to us so we can be believing with you throughout the week. We love you. And now it is time for Bible Trivia with Buddy. What's up? What's up, everyone? That was a powerful time of just confession prayer. I love that. Man, that's one of my favorite segments. Um, but now it's time for Bible trivia. Get your fingers ready. 
get them on the keyboard. You might want to switch over to YouTube because it might be faster there. You might want to just stay on Facebook. Whatever you want to do, just prepare yourself because today we're going to be giving away five gift cards uh, for five, $5 a piece. And you can win as many times as you can. <laughs> like, but we're going to be giving those away to the people who answer the questions correctly uh, first. And now on your newsfeed, it might look different than what we see on ours. Um, but what we're going to be doing is we're going to be basing the winners off of what first comes up on our screens here. Um, so, uh, so what I want to encourage you guys to do is the, when the question comes up on the screen, um, we're going to start with question one, so you can already start even right now. I want you to put a one so that we know you're answering to question one. Uh, put a one and then A, B, C, or D, whichever the answer that you're going to be guessing is. And the first person that comes up will win a $5 gift card. Uh, and, and we'll reach out to you. We, we want to invite you if, you if you win to reach out to us. But, uh, but man, I'm excited. All right, are you guys ready for today's first question for Bible trivia? Here it is. How old was Methuselah, the oldest man on record, when he died? A, 969, B, 120, C, 900, or D, 17. How old was Methuselah? Remember, put a one and then your answer right next to it. Is it A, B, C, or D? Bum, ba, da, ba. All right, we got our first right answer. What is it? Can you show us, all, all our viewers watching from home? It is A, 969, and, the, and uh, that goes to John Napier. Well done, good sir. John Napier was the first one to respond to that, so uh, congratulations, John. You uh, got our first one right, and I would just like to let you know, you can rack it up. You're not out of the game now because you got, you got one right. All right, so let's move on to question number two. What's question number two? What was Daniel's Babylonian name? This is a good one. Is it A, Abednego, B, Shemuel, C, Belteshazzar, or D, Dudu? I would like to say, Dudu is an actual Babylonian name. I looked it up. Remember, put a two and then the correct answer. Oh, we got it. We got it over on YouTube. It is, what, what's our answer? C, Belteshazzar. Well done, C or. Um, congratulations. Yeah, make sure you put your name in the comments so we know who to reach out to C or uh, because um, unless your name is C or <laughs> just let us know so we, we can know who how how to get that gift card to you. But congratulations, you got number two correctly. All right, let's move on to question number three. How many books are in the New Testament? This is an easy one. A twenty seven, B sixty six, C twenty eight, or D. 14. How many books are in the New Testament? Remember, make sure you put a three before your answer. How many books are in the New Testament? Hello again, John Napier with, wait, no. Remember, you have to put 
Remember, when you put your answers, you have to give us the, the number and the, the answer, um, A, B, C, or D. So I'm going to have to give that one to John Napier. Uh, remember, you got to put the question and then A, B, C, or D. All right, so that one will go to John Napier as well. All right, well done, John. That's your second correct answer of the day. All right, let's move on to question number four. Question number four for $5 gift card. We got, what type of bird brought Elijah food at Kareth Brook? Is it A, the Philadelphia Eagles? B, the Baltimore Ravens? C, the uh, Atlanta Falcons? Or D, the Seattle Seahawks? And it's not the actual football team. I just thought that, that was hilarious, but I, I just wanted to entertain myself with this one. All right, remember you got a four, Question number four. We, I, all right, we got it. Back over on YouTube. Congratulations, C Or. Uh, C Or got it first. Well done. The correct answer was, in fact, B, the Ravens. God sent Ravens to feed Elijah at Kareth Brook. All right, now moving on to question number five. I don't know why I did it that way. Which tribe of Israel did Jesus come from? A, Levi, B, the tribe of Benjamin, C, Judah, or D, the Shawnee tribe? <laughs> I like playing around with these questions. All right. All right, the, I'm looking, can you scroll up a little bit? All right, it looks like that goes to Chris Griffin. Well done, Chris. You got a $5 gift card because the correct answer is C. Remember, he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. That, that came out of my throat really weird. Judah. The lion of the tribe of Judah. And now you know what? Because I'm feeling generous, I'm going to give you one more. All right, question number six. Because I love you guys. How many commandments are in the Ten Commandments? A, 12, B, 15, C, 28, or D, 10? This is a tricky one, or is it? How many commandments are in the Ten Commandments? Look at that! Well done, Chris Griffith! Or, I just called you Griffith. Why did I call him Chris Griffith? Chris Griffin got it first because the answer is, in fact, D. D, yes. Kevin put, asked, Kevin put A. They're the Ten Commandments, Kevin. The Ten Commandments. I, I might have fooled some of you guys. You might have thought that I was being a little, I don't know, like it was a trick question. Like, actually, they say one of them twice. No, there are Ten Commandments in the Ten Commandments. Well done, Chris. You got two of them. I think John got two of them. Well done, everyone. Uh, we, we're going to reach out to you guys a little a little bit later to make sure that we get those into your hands. But congratulations and thank you for joining us today for Bible Trivia. It's been an awesome day and we got some good stuff uh, coming up ahead as we step into our, the next portion as we just talk about the Word. What in the Word? <laughs> right? So uh, stick around. We're going we're gonna to get going in about 30 seconds. We'll see you guys real soon. Can someone grab my Bible?
That's cool. What's up? Hello. <laughs> John put in the comments that he'd like to sew his gift cards to me. I'll receive it in Jesus' name. <laughs> well, welcome to what's the word? Is it what's the word? What word? I don't know. Um, I don't know what it's called. Welcome to the portion where we give you the word. <laughs> yeah. Amen. <laughs> uh, Pastor should be here in a little bit, but until that time, it is myself and Buddy, and we are going to be continuing the man who would be king. Amen. Right now, David is king. That has happened, right? That has happened. Yeah. Well, sure. it happened like a good like several a thousand. Ago. <laughs> a while ago. A while ago. A good while ago. It's not like right now, but where we are at. David is king, and we're just going to be chatting with you guys about that today. What have you been gleaning? What have you mm -hmm. been getting from the man who would be king series so far? What stuck out to you the most? And while you put those in the comments, what stuck out to you the most? I'm going to slide my chair because I felt far away from the table. Anyway, don't mind that. <laughs> no, uh, to be completely honest, like the thing that's really stuck out to me the most is how like the the amount of respect for authority and respect for the anointing that David had, even when Saul died yeah. and passed away, yeah. you know, like like David didn't just honor Saul, you know, while he was living. David yeah. didn't just honor Saul while he was attacking. Like David honored Saul even down the generations. Yeah. You know, David made that covenant with with Jonathan. Uh, you know, and he and like he made in that covenant that he made with Saul that well. Not that covenant, but that honor that he had for Saul. He yeah. carried that down. So even when Ishbosheth, you know, was murdered, like he still had the same amount of honor for Saul and his family, yeah. which is crazy because like you don't see that happen. No, you don't, or you, you just don't see that much today, where where people actually honor yeah. authority, whether they're godly or wicked. Yeah, you know, um, especially if they're wicked. I yeah. mean, Saul was such a wicked, you know, leader. Like, I mean, you see it, but there was an anoint. Like, there was at one point an anointing on him, and David yeah. didn't just say, well, he used to be anointed, and then, and then he just became this crazy leader, and so I don't have to respect him or honor him anymore because he's not godly. No. Yeah. David kept that honor. Yeah. He, he continued to honor Saul even when Saul was trying to murder him and kill him. Yeah. You know? and, and that's something that, that especially today, we need, we need it in the church. We need it, you know, just in ourselves. We need yeah. it, you know, we, we need to, to learn to honor the authorities that God has given us. Yeah. Like whether they're wicked or not. I mean, you, you even look in, in uh, Peter's letters, you know, he said, fear God, honor the king. Who was the king that he was talking about? The, the very king that, that was, was killing Christians, the very yeah. king that was oppressing, um, you know, the people. Like, yeah. like he was not a good king, but then he said, but he said, fear God, honor the king. Yeah. Like, are you, are, are we talking about the right king, Peter? You know, you know what our king's doing, like, yeah. what's wrong with you? But he said, no, honor him. Like, there's, there's an honor for authority. Like, Jesus didn't come in and, say, and start, like, just, like, because everyone thought he was going to come in, dishonor the king and start a revolution, but yeah. he didn't do that. Yeah. Like, what, what did he, he, like, even when he was praying, he's like, God, I'm not asking you to take them out of this. I'm talking you to, you know, I'm asking you to give them that strength. That, yeah. That's what the early church even prayed. 
You know, like in the midst of that persecution, you, you read it in the book of Acts. They, they didn't ask God to, to remove that. They just said, God, give us the strength to continue to, to push your, the gospel forward. Yeah. You know, and obviously that doesn't mean that, that we have to, uh, you know, throw this aside, you know, if the, if the king or the authorities are telling us to blatantly sin or dishonor this word. Right. Because obviously, you know, there's that hierarchy of authority. Yeah. You know, and God's at the top. You know, I'm going to, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, like, yeah. you know, I'm going to honor God. <laughs> you know, like, you, you, whatever you tell us to do, like, we're not going to disobey God. Yeah. You know? And it's just, you can honor authority, uh, but, but there's a, an honor that David had for authority that, that you don't see much today. Yeah. yeah. No, I, um, we've, uh, we've been talking about honor the last mm-hmm. few weeks with mm-hmm. David. And it's something that has stuck out to me as well. Yeah. I was reading a book last night that was written by a, a, a dear friend of the ministry, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. And his book that he just put out is called Further Faster. Mm-hmm. And he brought up a point. I hadn't thought about it, but it ties in exactly with David. He brought up the point about Joshua and Caleb when the spies were sent to go see what the land looked like. Mm-hmm. And Joshua and Caleb were the only men that came back with like a testimony of faith. And they're like, yeah. look, we can do this. Like mm-hmm. this is this is not too big for us. Yeah. And none of the people believed him. Yeah. Like none of the people believed Joshua or Caleb. And so yeah. they held off for that period yeah. of time. Yeah. But it says later in the book of Joshua that when Joshua was then anointed to take over, mm. all the people followed him yeah. because he didn't get offended, because That's he good. still honored Moses mm. as the leader. He still yeah. honored the person that was in charge. He mm. didn't try to assert his will. He didn't try to assert what he had seen or mm. his faith. He honored the leader, and his yeah. honor allowed that supernatural transfer mm. to take over. And you think of it, if David had gone in any of these times, like he had men that were still willing to fight for him, that were yeah. willing to stand up, to mm. go to bat for him, yeah. and he didn't release any of them. Like I know mm. in the time where I've been leading. You know, I've led different things here in the church even. And I know there have been on small scale things that have irritated me. Mm -hmm. And I've had people that love me and are willing to like, (laughs) like basically put themselves on the line. And do you want me to go take care of them? Like, I'll go take care of that person. And my flesh has wanted to be like, yes, go do that thing. (laughs) But honor Honor gets you further than your own personal forcing it, than building your own house. If you're honoring what the Lord has called you to do and you're honoring the authority that's over your life, then that honor will build the house for you. Like that honor, that patience. Honor's huge. Honor is everything. And, you know, in in that book that I was talking about, the Further Faster book, it says that honor, dishonor is one of the greatest killers of impartation. Yeah. You know, dishonor will keep you from receiving the things of God from the men and the women of God who are called to impart into you because we haven't had true hearts of honor. Mm-hmm. And David, even though he was being persecuted, his honor that he had for the office of the yeah. king, it allowed that anointing to ke- to then come on him so he mm-hmm. could be the king that he was called to be because he yeah. honored the position and he honored the person that held the position. Yeah, it's... Welcome. Hello, Hello. sir. Hello. (laughs) Um, But no, it's, you know, one of the things that Pastor Tracy has said is um, 
that really stuck out to me is as leaders or ministers or whatever, like we're not supposed to just call things as they are. Yeah. We're supposed to call things that are not as though they were. Yeah. And like, so like, despite the circumstance that's going on all around us, you know, we don't just say, oh, well, this person's a blah, 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 or this yeah. is what's happening. You know, like you've probably heard the analogy. We're not supposed to be thermometers, but thermostats, yes. you know, we're not supposed to just, well, this is what's going on. This is like, this is what's wrong. And this is blah, blah, blah. We're supposed to call the things that are not as though yeah. they are. And that, that's, that's had to have been something that David did yeah. in all the years of the wilderness that we were talking about, you know, like he knew he was anointed. So it wasn't his job to defend himself mm -hmm. and like you were saying like you know there can be people who just step in it like you want me to like you want me to get tell them what's up you want me to do this actually no because I'd much rather my God defend me yeah. than you defend me yeah, you for know sure. and uh, it's and so but when we put ourselves in that position where I need to defend myself or I need to you know protect myself what we're doing is we're taking the, a job that that's actually God's we're kind of removing that from him and we're just I can protect myself you know, it's, it's pride. And we're not anointed yeah. to do it. We're not. We're yeah. not. But, hi. Amen. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's kind of like our broadcast, but amen. <laughs> Thank you for being with us. We love you. And uh, I like what you are saying about honor. I remember years ago, uh, there was a situation that I had where um, I, Nicole and I had done to the best of our ability what we were supposed to do and we were really seeking the Lord on it and trying to do everything right. I'm sure that we had missed some uh, but there were some people that were attacking us and that were you know, saying some wrong things, some very, in my opinion, very wrong things. And the Lord said, I'm your defender. Yeah. I'm your defender. So if I would have gone on the attack, I probably would have dishonored some people that really deserved honor, uh, even if they were doing the wrong thing at the time. And that's what we see that David did with Saul. But the other thing was, I would be dishonoring God to try and step into his position and be my own defender, my own defense. And uh, what we found out over time was that uh, years later, we found out that the Lord was actually defending us uh, behind the scenes uh, in ways we had no idea about. Like we were completely clueless about the, and we, but we had trusted. We said, okay, because we'd be out, you know, talking to people and they'd bring up something where it's like you feel like you should defend yourself. And, uh, you know, you're thinking, and then the devil tries like, well, your reputation is so important. A good name is, you gotta, that's so important when you're gonna be a minister in this area. Good name is so good. Mm -hmm. And the devil was trying to use scripture against me to get me to defend myself. Mm -hmm. And God had already said, I'm your defender. Yeah. Yeah. That's who he is. Yeah. And so somebody would say something and we'd go, ah, oh, man, we really want to respond to that. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'd just be quiet. And I can't say that I did it right 100% of the time, but I did, I did, we did seek to do that 100%. Yeah. We were trying to do that as best you know, to our, of our ability. But we found out the Lord literally was defending us yeah. in front of people and protecting us the whole time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's amazing how good God is. Yeah. And, and, and when we follow his ways, you know, this, this is something I think that gets passed over many times in honor. When we follow his ways, that's honoring him. Mm -hmm. And when we don't follow his ways, that's not honoring yeah. him. So, for example, when we don't forgive somebody, that's dishonoring not only the person and dishonoring yourself, it's yeah. dishonoring God. Yeah. You know, when we don't forgive somebody, uh, when we don't operate in faith, 
that's dishonoring God. Yeah. When we don't operate in love, that's dishonoring God. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we don't operate in hope, that's dishonoring to God. Mm -hmm. And so if yeah. we want to be a people that are honored, mm -hmm. uh, you know, 1 Samuel 2 says, those who honor me, I will honor. Mm -hmm. And those who despise me will be lightly esteemed. So, uh, and watch this. The Lord puts, by the Holy Ghost, in Scripture, the Lord puts despising in the same category as dishonor. Mm -hmm. Despising. So in other words, you don't have to just despise God. You can just dishonor Him, yeah. and it has the same effect. Yeah. So. In, in uh, the book, the, I just happened to be reading it last night, and the entire chapter I read was about honor. Teddy, or evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., made a comment that outward honor only can basically outward honor only lasts while you have inward honor basically mm -hmm. if you're not inwardly consecrated to mm -hmm. honor then yeah. your outward demonstration of honor can only last so far because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so if you're saying you know i'm honoring god and it's just actions but in your heart you haven't truly turned your heart toward the lord yeah. you won't be able to honor him the way that he's called to be honored that's when yeah. you'll step into what you're describing because yeah. it's not a consecration of the heart is just an outward action. Honor has to take place inwardly before it can yes. then take place outwardly. Yeah. It has to start inside in your spirit first. And then when it turns to the spirit, then your actions will be lasting and powerful. Yes. Amen. Because dishonor is rooted in pride. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I know more than those yes. above me. I know more than my pastor, I know more than, oh man, that fly. I know more than, uh, like, like I know more about politics than, yeah. like, yes. you know, like, it's just, I know more than them, so they should, they should t learn from me, yeah. they should take from me, because I'm up here, you know, when, when really, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I don't really know where I'm at, yeah. and God's given us, you know, the authorities to help, help us find out where we're at. I mean, we had a conversation um, Where are you? <laughs> Sorry. Um, I mean, we had a conversation. I was like, oh, stop it, stop it. <laughs> but, like, we had a conversation, like, a couple weeks ago where I thought I was at a place that I wasn't, you know? Right. And dishonor would be like, oh, no, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm actually here. But humility is like, hmm, he knows more than I do. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and knowing that, and heck, like, how are we ever going to be able to submit to God if we think we're up here, you yeah. know? Yeah. If we can't even submit to the authorities that we can see, how are we going to submit to, to right. a God that we can't right. see with our natural eyes, you know? Mm -hmm. it's, and so, like, if we want to, to actually truly be able to... to uh, honestly, I think one of the main indicators of a lack of humility is a lack of honor for, mm -hmm. for authority and yes. a lack of honor for, for yeah. those that God has placed over us. Mm -hmm. um, like, uh, like, I've actually never shared this story before, but, like... Um, there, there was a time when I was like just really like overwhelmed and frustrated, and uh, Serena was trying to, you know, encourage me. Or I, I don't know if she was trying to encourage me, but she was just like trying to talk to me, and I was just frustrated. And like I hate, like I, I hate looking back to this, but I, I shushed her, <laughs> and um, immediately. See, here's here's the thing. The great thing about the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit will immediately correct you, like when you need. It. Like I shushed her, and all of a sudden, like conviction overtook me, and I'm like why did I do that? I have the best wife in the world, you know? And now she, in the natural, had every right to flip out at me. Like, why are you shushing me? I'm just trying to help. You know, like she had every right to do that. 
but she honored me and she didn't respond. Like, if she would have defended herself, like, the Holy Spirit immediately started working in my spirit, yeah. you know? <laughs> if she started defending herself, then I would have had to, like, that could have caused something that was actually unnecessary. Yes. But she honored, and, and man, I have such a good wife. Um, <laughs> but she, she honored me and she just let God do his work. Yeah. You know, if she defended herself, God, like, I wouldn't have been able to receive what God yeah. was doing. And I just, like, like, it only took like a minute before I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what, why I did that. And God yeah. was able to do that work. And, um, and I was in the wrong, obviously, at that point. But she did, because she honored me and didn't defend herself, mm-hmm. that, that, that made our relationship 10 times stronger, you know, yeah. Be- because she, she did right. I, I did wrong, but she did right. And Amen. because of that, God was able to work in me. And, and I don't think we realize how much honor can actually strengthen relationships. Amen. There's um, something, as you're talking about that, something that I want to give to you. Um, so definitely uh, pay attention to what I'm about to say. So one of the things you notice in, uh, I'm going to give you a way to win in so many situations right here. You remember where it says, "Turn," where Jesus said, I tell you, turn the other cheek. Uh, you know, he said, you said an eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, but I'm telling you, turn the other cheek. If somebody slaps you on one side, turn the other cheek. And so, you know, many times I think that people look at that and they're like, well, Jesus just wants you to take a beating. And uh, but that's not what he's saying. And a lot of people, because they don't know God and they don't know his character and nature and they don't know his power, they don't really understand what he's saying here. And you see this play out in David's life from where we started to where we're at now, uh, you see this thing play out where Saul is, King Saul is absolutely, you know, slapping him on the cheek. Mm-hmm. And so I want, you to, I want you to see something. So this is something the Lord showed me years and years ago, how, you know, what would you pay to break through the shell or the crust of somebody? You know, what would, like, if I... I would pay, literally, we do it every week. You know, we pay money, we spend money. Even this broadcast, we're spending money to bring this broadcast. Uh, literally, so that, uh, you know, when you're doing honest stuff, you don't have to hide what you're doing. We're literally spending money to do this broadcast, buying equipment to do the broadcast. Why? So that whatever things have caught in your life that have caused a shell, to form. We want the truth of God's word of his goodness and his love mm-hmm. to break through all the all the uh, hype, all of the headlines, to break through all of the chaos that's going on in people's brains and in their lives. And even if they're doing great, we want to break through the worldliness to get the truth of this world past the shell, past the uh, protective measures that we have, Let the because the truth of God's word will change everything. I mean, it'll take you to a higher level. And so we're literally paying money to get the truth of God's word into people, whoever will receive it, so that when this takes root, your life will go to another level. And so literally, we want your life to be better. That's why we do the broadcast. That's why we, you know, will it muffin. That's why we, you know, do the prayer time. That's why we do the Bible trivia. Uh, That's why we have what's the word, you know. Um, 
that this is why we do that. Yeah. So literally, we pay money to do that. We have a, an annual thing that we do called Boomfest, and Boomfest has got like a you know an easy. It's easy for us to spend ten thousand yeah. dollars basically to serve the community, just to be a light in the community because people have this shell. They're so tired of the fake that they're they're kind of. Uh, hardened and a shell, and we will pay money to break into uh, that shell, to crack that shell open, simply watch this, so that we can take the love of Christ and, and hand it to them. Yeah. And some of them will take it and some of them won't, that's on them, but we want to just get your attention to get the love of Christ yeah. into you, because we know that if you get the love of Christ in your hands, if you get this word into your life, if you get those confessions working for you, your life will go up, and uh, we feel empowered by heaven to do that. So, uh, what you know, what would I pay if if it costs me a hundred dollars? You know, if if it if the Lord said, Brian, every hundred dollars that you spend you can win one person to the Lord. If it, if it cost me $100 to crack the shell open and get the Lord to them, that would be an easy cost to me. How much was it uh, worth to Jesus, mm -hmm. uh, his life? Mm -hmm. yeah. He said, any one of them, here's my life for yeah. your life, for anybody that will receive it. Here's my life for your life. And so to Jesus, it was worth a high cost. All right, now I say all of that to say this. Dealing with honor, okay? Yeah. Dealing with honor. Many times what happens is the world has compressed somebody into a protective shell. Yeah. And I really feel like I'm talking to some people today that are hearing this. The world has compressed them into a protective shell. Uh, I think we see like it's somewhere between three and 6,000 advertisements a day is wow. your average American today, three to 6,000. So there's more uh, hype, there's more, uh, what, what's, I'm looking for a specific word on that, but it's just so much information. And everybody, they have to have a way to filter through that. You know, if you look right now on my, on my phone, you know, it, I have over 10,000 emails on my phone. I don't have time to process through all my emails. Y'all have seen the number, you know it's true. So I don't have time to process through all of the emails that I get all the time. And uh, so I just don't, you know, that's, that's the worst way to send me a message. But you can send a message at whatsright.com and we will get it because other people help me check those. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, when, you know, email, it's, there's so much stuff. Yeah. So I've got to set up protective barriers and I've got to set up guidelines just to handle what needs to happen. You know, I have some people that's like, hey, can you just give me a two or three minute call? Yeah, I can, but I'm going to put off another few people over here and another few people over here. And so it adds up. So I have to have some kind of guidelines and some kind of system to keep protected what needs to absolutely happen today. Well, most people in this society today, it's a microwave society. Everybody wants something and they want it right now. Yeah. They've set up some type of defensive system or some kind of processing system, and that's what I'm calling a shell, right? Now watch. How much would it be worth to an ambassador of heaven to find a way to break into that shell simply so you can hand them Jesus? Well, if you, know, if you don't think that that's worth it, then you're probably not born again. 
But if you think that it's worth it, then you're going to give time, resources, effort. Sure. Everybody in here today is here because they believe in getting the Word of God and Jesus to people. They believe in that, and they're giving their time and their efforts. We're sowing these things, and it's awesome. You know, you guys, what y'all sow, it's awesome. It's worth it. But now watch. He said, turn the other cheek. Turn the other cheek. What was he doing? Was he just wanting you to take a beating? Mm -mm. No. Watch what happens. Even in the law today, even in the law, if you came to my house and you broke into my house and you took something from me, then I could take you to court and then I would have, if you were found guilty, I would have a legal right to reach into your life and take back what was mine and probably some more of the damages, right? That's something that we understand. When somebody does something against you and they, you know, they slap you on the face, they do something against you. Now, what they've done is they've stolen your comfort. They've stolen your, a piece of your life. They've taken something out of your life. Well, spiritually, the Bible says if the thief is found, then he must repay sevenfold. So literally, spiritually, we have the same right to reach and take back that plus some damages, right? So both physically and spiritually, we have that right. Watch this. When Jesus said, turn the other cheek, literally what he was saying was this. When they, when they go into your life and take something that doesn't belong to them, what they've done by their own accord is they have opened up their spiritual life. They have cracked the, the shell yep. on their own accord, maybe unknowingly. But now, let's say that you, you know, talked bad about me, right? Let's say that you talked bad about me. Well, now you have cracked your own shell. What I would have paid good money to crack open, mm -hmm. you now cracked it open yourself. But here's the thing. If I am me-focused, if I'm me-focused, then all I want is what's mine. But if I'm kingdom-focused, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, then I'm not interested in what's mine. I know that God will repay. Yeah. But what you've just done is something that's much more valuable than what you ever took. Yeah. You cracked open the shell of your own accord, and I have a legal right to transact with you. And so when I give, uh, now when I give you at this point, forgiveness, I'm literally taking a seed of love and injecting it straight in your heart and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm -hmm. Nothing you can yeah. do about it. And God says, if you will do that. So now what, what, what are you going to do with seed? Whatever a man sows, that will we also reap. I've just planted Jesus inside of you. I've planted the seed of love, and now you've got to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Now that shell has been cracked. What I would have paid good money to do, now the seed of God's love is now planted because I was more kingdom-minded than me-minded, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden now God has a seed planted inside yep. of you that's going to come up, yep. that now he's going to water, yep. that he's going to give some fertilizer on. He's going to bring about a harvest of the kingdom of God and his good, good stuff inside of him. So here's the thing. Many times we're like, no, I got to stand up for myself. That's worldly thinking. Yeah. 
That's standing up for us and ourselves more than we are God. Mm -hmm. But here's the other thing. As soon as I give God's love, Matthew 6, 33 goes into effect. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and yeah. all these things yeah. will be added to yeah. you. Amen. So now, not only will God repay what was taken, mm -hmm. and he'll restore it bigger than it ever was before. I've actually, now that thing, if I give what you took as a seed, mm -hmm. now it can be multiplied. Yeah. By legal rights, if I just take it back, it's basically just given to me with a little yeah. bit extra added. But if I give it as a seed, God can multiply that seed, and the harvest can now come up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so now I've done two things. Supernaturally, I've multiplied what you took. Mm -hmm. And supernaturally, I've planted the seed of God's love inside of you. Yeah. Glory to God. So this is why Jesus said, turn the other cheek. Yeah. So with all that said, no, no I'm sorry. <laughs> with all that said, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We've got to make sure that we are operating by his kingdom because his kingdom pays dividends. Mm -hmm. Because then, even when you turn out to be a harvest of that seed of God's love, I get rewarded for it in eternity. Mm -hmm. God's like, let me show you how to get ahead like never before. Mm -hmm. Just live by my way. Just honor me. And see, here's the thing, talking about honor. When I do that, I'm not just honoring you. I'm honoring God. Yeah. And God says, honor me. Honor my ways. Honor what I have. And this is, this is something that I, I watch people and they don't... See, when somebody does something to me, I'm like, glory to God. The thing I would have paid money for, they just gave to me legally by right for free. Right. What they just... What I would have paid good money. Because here's the thing. It doesn't just happen to unbelievers. I have people in the church all the time. I would love to crack the shell of their heart and inject love. And so when they do something or in ministry, somebody does something, it helps me take them to another level by God's ways and by his system. So I'm looking for that all the time. Oh, Lord, something, somebody does something and they do it wrong to me. Oh, praise God. Now we have an opportunity and I now have a legal right mm -hmm. to get more of God in their life. And they opened it up themselves. Yeah. And now they can't do anything about it. Yeah. And it's a funny thing here, you know, I, I've used this example for years now is, uh, you know, you go down the road and let's say that you uh, made a wrong decision. You cut somebody off in a lane and uh, they tell you that you're number one, you know, you know, they tell you that you're number one, give you a nice hand gesture and everything. And, you know, the world has taught us that, well, give it right back to them, you know, and, you know, then it turns into road rage and, you know, many times people have gotten shot. But here's the other thing. What happens when you just love them? Smile. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just love them. Man, they don't know what to do with that. Mm -hmm. People, you know, here's the thing. Once you have sown love, mm -hmm. you have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what to do, do with that. Why would that, why is that person not mad at me when I gave them the finger? Why are they not mad at me? Doggone it. That doesn't make sense. Get mad. Mm -hmm. No. No, I'm going to stay in joy. I'm going to stay in the love of Christ. I'm going to honor God. And I'm going to honor you by honoring the Lord. Yeah. And people are like, why don't you do it? And see, it, it throws their whole thinking, it throws the whole you know, paradigm on its head 
in their in their mind. Everything just changes in that way. And uh, this is what happens when we will actually turn the other cheek, when we will love uh, on people the way that God told us to do. And it's stuff that we would have paid good money yeah. just to be able to break into their lives and plant the seed of Christ. Mm -hmm. When they do something against you, it actually, they do it for you. Mm -hmm. And they, they do it. And that's why Jesus told us to turn the other cheek. And it's got everything to do with honor. Because see, what most people do is, in a moment like that, they seek to honor themselves instead of honoring God. Mm -hmm. And they seek to grab what was theirs and take back what somebody stole from them instead of honoring God and not realizing that God will actually repay multiples higher. Mm -hmm. Amen. You had looked up a verse earlier, so... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can you see that as you're hearing that today? Can you see that? Just write it in the comments right now. Just say, Lord, I will honor you. Lord, I will seek first mm -hmm. your kingdom. Mm -hmm. And you watch as 1 Samuel 2.30 says, those who honor me, I will honor. Yeah. You know, and this, Lord, you know, I will be honored by you because... I will honor you. Yeah. I will honor you. Yeah. Amen. Well, the verse that I had looked up, um, I was trying to discern if it was for now, but it's John 3, verse 6, and it says, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. You know, so many people, when they try to defend themselves, it's because they're looking at the temporary and the flesh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when we defend ourselves, we may have... A momentary, you know, relief. There may be that, oh, I did yeah. it. It's better. But when we turn the other cheek, we're creating a lasting eternal effect yeah. in somebody else and in that situation. And while we may, it's not our job to determine what the seed does. Seeds are designed to produce. Seeds yes. will produce. They're designed and created to procreate. That's their job. So it's not our job to determine how they come up, but we can be guaranteed that it's yes. an eternal spiritual thing that will happen. Yes. Yeah. Hey, William, I saw you just pop online. It's good to see you, man. I love you. Um, let's, let's go. As we're wrapping up today, we're going to talk about, uh, continuing to talk about honor. And let's go to that 1 Samuel chapter 2. And verse 30. And we're talking about, you know, on giving. You know, many, many years ago when we first started the church, our, like I've said this multiple times, uh, the Lord said, uh, told, gave us a command. And what had happened was that, what had happened was that we had had so many, when we first started the church, the majority of our prayer requests were financial. Yeah. And I said, Lord, man, we got to do something about this. The Lord gave us command that every week that we would uh, give a little bit of teaching on finances. And uh, as we did that, uh, what happened was the, you know, the people learned, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. They learned about their finances. They started applying what they had learned. And all of a sudden, our, you know, the prayer requests for finances went down. I mean, we still have them on a regular basis, mm -hmm. but they are not well over 50% anymore. Mm -hmm. It's more like 10 to 15%. Why? Because people were not destroyed for yeah. lack of knowledge anymore. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it was so great because they started to learn and grow in their finances. Why would the Lord want us to grow in finances? You know, yeah. one of the greatest 
One of the greatest deceptions that the devil has ever pulled on the church is anti-prosperity. Yes. Is taking a word of humility and equating that to poverty. That humility is equal to poverty or humility is equal to not having uh, not being prosperous. When God himself said so plainly in 3 John 1, 2, Beloved, my, you know, the ones that I love, that's every believer. Above all things, I mm -hmm. wish that you prosper and be in health mm -hmm. even as your soul prospers. Mm -hmm. And uh, so as you see that, you know, he's wanting us to prosper. But you see also in 2 Corinthians 9, he says that I want you to have an abundance for every good work. Mm -hmm. yeah. I want you to have an abundance for every good work. But you also see in, in that same chapter there, uh, he says that you can increase the harvest of your righteousness. And what that means is this, is that every believer is righteous, but not every believer has the same harvest. Right. And so you can have a harvest in healing higher than somebody else. You can have a harvest in finances higher than somebody else. The mm -hmm. question is, do you know about it? Mm -hmm. But the devil has taught people that humility is poverty, and that's the exact opposite of what humility is. Because true humility is not being quiet. Uh, humility is being obedient to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Obedient uh, humility is honoring God. Mm -hmm. Hear that. Please put that in the comments. True humility is honoring God. Yeah. And so in order to honor God, you must honor what he wants done. And in order to honor what he wants done, you see, he wants you to have an abundance. Yeah. If you go into Deuteronomy 28 and you see the blessing, he wants you to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You know, He wants you to be blessed and not cursed. He wants you to be the lender and not the borrower. Yeah. And many times what I've seen, in, you know, that's Old Testament blessing, but we, we qualify for it through Christ and right. through obedience to him to be the lender and not the borrower. How can you be the lender if you can't even pay your bills? Right. It's not possible. In other words, to be the lender, you've got to be enough. You've got to have more than enough. You've got to have an overflow, and this is the blessing of God. This is what he wants us to do. So true humility is not backing into a corner, whimpering like, like a beat dog. Right. Uh, true humility is honoring God. And so if we honor God, then we're going to become like him. Mm -hmm. For God so loved that he gave. Yeah. And so true humility is saying, Lord, if you want me to have an abundance for every good work, then give me all the abundance I can have. Mm -hmm. But Lord, let me work on my heart. Let me work on my heart so that I don't mishandle the abundance. And if you will work on your heart to not mishandle the abundance, oh, he'll flow it through you. Mm -hmm. He'll flow it through you. But when you go into 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30, uh, it, it says this, Far be it from me, for those who honor me, I will honor. Yeah. And those who despise me will be lightly esteemed. Now I want you to see this. Honor, when you track it all the, right, all the way through the Bible, it has so much to do with weightiness, weightiness. Uh, you see that the, the queen of the south, the queen of Sheba, honored Solomon. Well, how did she honor him? She brought a caravan of gold and silver and goods with her, a weighty 
caravan, a heavy weight. You know, that weight is how they would honor, that's how they would uh, determine how much something was worth. How much is this gold worth by its weightiness? And honor directly translates into a weightiness through the full counsel of the word. And so when you see those who honor God, we're not just talking about honoring him in forgiveness and love and faith. But faith without works is dead. In other words, if I don't honor him with my substance, doesn't it tell us that exactly? Honor the Lord with your substance. Then I'm not honoring him. And so we got to say, Lord, I'm either for you or I'm against you. But if I'm for you, then I've got to do it your way. But here's what God says. When you honor me with your weightiness, like, I mean, just think about it right now, where you're at. How much do you have? If you took 100% of everything you owned, what would that figure be? And let's say that you gave every bit of it, 100% to the Lord right now. All right. And that may seem like, well, this is, you know, this is everything I have, and I would say that most people, if they took all of their wealth, the majority of people are going to be well under a million dollars, right? And you said, Lord, I'm going to honor you. And then God says, oh, well, let me honor you. Well, let me ask you this question. What kind, what kind of treasury? are you pulling from mm -hmm. versus what kind of treasury yeah. is God pulling from? Yeah. And he makes this promise. <laughs> Those who honor me, I will honor. Yeah. I will honor. Yeah. So he'll pull from his treasury the way you pull from your treasury. And it, I'm telling you, it is not a fair trade. Yeah. Nope. But the question is, see, the deception is that the devil makes us think that we're, we're giving away and we'll never get it back. But that, that's having a lack of knowledge about who God is. Mm -hmm. When we know who God is, when we know what love he has for us, that everlasting love, when we know uh, what he's coming with, what he's bringing with him, it's easy for us to say, Lord, take it all. Yeah. <laughs> here, here you go. Because I know that as I give, and he's not always asking everybody to give everything. Mm -hmm. You know, Nicole and I have had moments where we have literally gave everything that we could give. But there's also been moments where, where it's like he just said, I just want you to give this. Mm -hmm. Give this, this amount. And it wasn't even, you know, a tenth of what we might have in the check account. It's just, hey, give this. You know, now I'm not talking about tithe. I'm talking about offering. This is where the harvest changes. Everybody has righteousness, but not everybody has the same harvest. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's what that word tells us in 2 Corinthians 9. It's got everything to do, if you back up in 2 Corinthians 9, it's got to do with who honors him in his heart. Mm -hmm. As you purpose in your heart to be an abounding and a cheerful giver, then I'll give you seed to sow according to what's in your heart. Mm -hmm. So I, watch this. On our offerings, what's so very important is what have we taken time to sit back yeah. And go, God, I want to give to you. I want to give to you cheerfully. I want to give to you abounding. Lord, I want to, I want to give to you. I want to sow into the kingdom. It's my heart to sow into the kingdom. Brother Hagin used to say this. There was a man 
There was a man that would say, I'm telling you right now, I'm giving you some tools to come out of poverty and come into an abundance yeah. like never before right Amen. now. If you'll hear this, if you'll take it to heart, these are the things that will change it because the truth of God's word will lead you to freedom and even financial freedom. But you got to see the truth. Here's the other reason why it's such a great deception. Uh, about finances and about abundance and about po prosperity that the devil doesn't want you to know. Because Jesus said this, that the things concerning money are small things in the kingdom. He said, how will I give you the true riches of the kingdom if you can't handle these small things well? Mm -hmm. How can I give you the true riches? So the devil knows if he can keep you out of understanding and honor about money, then he'll keep you out of the true riches of the power of God yeah. where you lay hands on the sick and they recover, yeah. where you walk in a full protection, where the glory of the Lord overflows you and anybody that comes within your shadow's distance is healed because there's an overflowing glory in your life. God can't give you true riches until you pass 101. Mm -hmm. Christianity 101 is finances. Mm -hmm. And that's why the devil fights it. I mean, you go into a religious crowd, you start talking about finances, and all of a sudden, you, it's like you suck the air out of the room yeah. because people, why? Because the, the treasury of their heart is their money, yeah. is their stuff. And you start talking about they don't want to release it. And what they've not learned is how to honor God with their substance, with everything that they have. But it's got everything to do with honor. And so that's one of the reasons why the devil fights it tooth and nail. And that's why God wants us to be the head and not the tail. Because when we get on top of our finance, start moving in abundance, the doors open up to the kingdom. Yeah. Not because it takes money to open the doors. It takes a heart of cheerful and abounding giving. Because that looks like God. Yeah. When you have a heart of cheerful and abounding giving, it's the keys to the kingdom. This is why Jesus, right after he does the Last Supper, he's getting ready to go give his life. A cheerful and abounding giver drops to his knees, takes off everything of the world, puts on the towel around his waist, drops to his knees, and serves his disciples. Mm -hmm. A cheerful and abounding giving, giver is the heart of God, and it manifests through our finances so many times. Man, this, <laughs> this is blessing me. Mm -hmm. Blessing me. So right now, you know, I, I want you to take this. I, the, you know, the What's Right broadcast, of course, you know, we're, we operate as a church ministry all around the world. We're sending this, you know, people are watching from all around the world, even on the broadcast. And yes, you can sow to it and everything. But I want you to take, because I know that there are people that are watching that don't just go to our church. I want you to take this into your own ministry, into the own place where God has planted it. If you want to sow here, yeah, that's fine, and we welcome it, and we will bless it, and we receive it. We receive it big time. But don't just, don't just bring it here. Take it with you everywhere you go, everywhere God has planted you. A cheerful and abounding heart to give. It is the honor of God, and watch what happens. All of a sudden, when you get to that place where you purposed it in your heart, when you get to that place, God will say, oh, your heart's right. Here's some seed. Mm -hmm. So I was going to say earlier, Brother Hagin said, he had a man come up and say, well, I'd like to give, but I don't have any seed. And Brother Hagin said, well, I wouldn't tell it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he said, what? What do you mean? He said, he, the word says he'll give seed to the sower. So if you don't have any seed, you must not be a sower. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> so this guy hadn't purposed in his heart to be a sower, and he had no seed. Wow. There's always seed. See, the, the deception of the enemy, remember the, remember the, um, the woman, he said, what do you have in your house? She says, nothing. The deception is that you never have anything. You always have seed yeah. if you'll ask God. If you'll become a sower in your heart, you have yeah. seed. Yeah. You always have seed. Then she, then she corrects herself because she catches, she says, save a little oil. And now she found their seed. Mm -hmm. And all everything changes. Supernatural miracle on a little bit of oil. Yeah. It doesn't have to be much. Mm -hmm. It's got to be your heart. Yeah. Take it with you everywhere you go. As you and then here's what happens. God says, Oh, you want to become a sower? Here's seed, you're honored. Now take that seed and plant it. You just honored me in the kingdom with it. He says, Gabriel, Michael, boys, honor her. Yeah. <clears throat> and life changes. Mm -hmm. You just stay in that heart, stay in that heart, stay in that heart to be a giver. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So if you're wanting to sow today, of course, the broadcast is free to you. It's, we sow it into you. We give it to you. You do not have to pay anything for it. It's free. But if God's put it on your heart to sow into it on Facebook, you can type in hashtag donate and the amount after it, or you can go to givebc.org. Uh, but I remind you again, this is not just for this broadcast. This is a heart living like this, a heart of a giver. Several years ago, the Lord told Nicole and I, I want you, I, I want you just the word, here's the words that came to us. Crazy giving. <laughs> Crazy giving. We emptied our accounts multiple times over the period of a couple of years. We emptied our, our accounts. I mean, we emptied our accounts multiple times. Crazy giving. Well, how are we going to do that? I have no idea. But we emptied, and God just started providing, 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 providing. Why? Because if you honor him, he'll, he'll honor you. Yeah. God is so good. He wants you to have abundance to yeah. do every good work. To fulfill the destiny and the plan that he has for Amen. you. Amen. Glory Amen. to God. We just thank you for being here today. Thank you for giving all of those who have given. Uh, we recognize those. Lord, right now, just pour it out on them. Press down, shaking together, running over, Lord, every seed that is received. Let it be multiplied. Let it be multiplied. Lord, your word shows that the seed that is sown is multiplied. A seed that's not sown cannot be multiplied, but a seed that is sown is multiplied. Lord, multiply that seed sown. Let it be pressed down, shaken together, and running over in the name of Jesus. Lord, let your kingdom advance today, and we praise you and we worship you. We give you all of the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. As you're talking, you know, you, you've said it many, many times that finances... Are, is like Bible 101. And mm -hmm. as you said it, what came up to me is that what we just learned is basic math. Like it's yes. basic math. This is one plus one equals two. Yeah. But we're a people that are called to do trigonometry, that are called to do physics. But in order to get to those high places, this has to be that foundation. So it what I believe I heard the Lord say is if you'll go back and not just hear this today, but you'll take notes, you'll get this in you, you'll meditate on this, all of a sudden you're going to go from first grade math to second grade to third grade to tenth grade. You're going to do physics. Yes. You're going to do trigonometry. Yes. You're going to do exploits that you only could do by getting that basic foundation. But if that basic foundation comes in, if you meditate on it, let the, these seeds produce life, you yes. will go to a place that you never could have dreamt that you could go to. 
to. Yeah. Amen. I heard basic math to trigonometry. Amen. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. To calculus. Amen. <laughs> These are things I didn't do in the natural, but you know, spiritually, to I can get there. Quantum computing. Yeah. <laughs> You're touching my math science brain. You know it's the Lord if I bring up a math thing because that's not how I was my brain... really impressed with that. It was good. That was one of the first times when I heard from Jesus, you're like, that's the Lord because you don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Lord. I'll tell you one other thing that's really good too is uh, here's another key. When you hear the word, when the word is preached to you, especially a word that's preached under an anointing, mm. you sow into that. Yeah. And uh, one thing that Nicole and I have learned is we don't step into a service without sowing into it. Yep. Um, and, of course, most of our services that we're in, we're listening to anointed people or else we're, we don't want to be there. But uh, <laughs> one of the things that we want to make sure is that we sow at that moment. Why? What are we doing? We are connecting with the anointing, see the anointing that's given. Thank you for sowing, Barry. Um, the anointing that's given, uh, that's poured out. So if I'm sitting here preaching and I'm preaching, I'm not just releasing words. I'm releasing something spiritual. And so the way to connect with that spiritual thing, you'll notice many times after God did a supernatural spiritual thing, the people in the Old Testament recognize the need to sow. Mm -hmm. And even so much so that they would come, uh, uh, King Saul, before he was King Saul, he was going to the man of God, going to the prophet Samuel. He said, we don't need to appear in front of him without something in our hand. Mm -hmm. He understood that if I'm going to connect with something spiritual, then there's a transaction. And sowing actually connects us to that transaction. And basically, it's like a seal. Mm -hmm. Lord, I receive what you just gave me. And here's the thing, you don't always know everything that you're receiving. Many times it is spiritual and you don't have words for it. So we've learned that any time the word is preached or ministered, it's important to sow. Mm-hmm. And you'll see that even if I'll go watch, like, uh, like I'll watch pop in on Teddy's broadcast or Jonathan's broadcast a lot, um, even if I'm there for a few minutes, if that, especially if that word really is ministering to me, but most of the time, even if I don't feel that direct connection, but I know they're preaching the truth of the word, or you know, even if it's simple to me, if it's the truth of the word, I'm going to sow something right there in that. Why? Because I recognize the principle. You know, it's it's like you don't go to. Um, you know, I used to hear people say this, and and I get it more now today than ever. You wouldn't go to you know Burger King. And receive a meal and be like, oh, thanks, guys, appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You know, good luck paying your bills. Mm-hmm. You know, no, they would call the police. Mm-hmm. You know? But in the kingdom, we have this attitude like, well, it's all free and we should never do anything with it. No, it does cost, and you should see your responsibility to sow into it yeah. and to connect so that you have a legal right uh, to receive everything and seal that thing inside of you. It's a big key. When we start doing that, our spiritual life went to another level and our giving went to another level. It's important to do that. So it's just a key. It goes from window shopping to actually purchasing it. Yes. Yeah. Instead of just being a passerby, you actually become a participant with what God is up to. Mm-hmm. And you receive uh, the ability instead of just window shopping and dreaming, dreaming about it, you actually get to purchase it and buy it and put on those spiritual things and uh, become aware of the honor of God. Yes, sir. And uh, so, yeah, that's a good analogy. God is good. Amen.
So we'll have more teaching on this, and uh, we're getting ready to come out with the uh, Bible Academy sometime really Amen. soon. I'm looking forward to it. And we'll, one of the main things, one of the first things we will cover <laughs> will be finances. Glory uh, to because God. it is literally Christianity 101. And if mm -hmm. you understand the sowing and money and finances in the kingdom, you'll see how it relates to healing. You'll see how it relates to uh, protection, deliverance, restoration, salvation. You'll see how it relates to all of those things. And, um, you know, the, Jesus said this, the kingdom of God is like a seed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a, the mustard seed. It's like a seed. And uh, when you understand that, that the kingdom works in, in seed time and harvest, then everything changes. Yeah, mm -hmm. amen. amen. Glory to God. That was a longer teaching on finances than I meant to, but I could feel the anointing on it. I hope that, that helped good. you. If it blessed you, just uh, put some hands in the comments. Wave at us. We love you. We are excited for you and uh, what God's doing in your life. And uh, it's going to be awesome. Amen. And Father, Amen. just bless everybody that sowed. We praise you. Glory to God. Buddy, put it. <laughs> Did it help you? Yes, sir. Amen. That's awesome. Did it help you? Glory to God. Amen. That's awesome. That's good. Did it help you? Glory. Hallelujah. We love you. And uh, you probably have some stuff to tell them. I do. Tomorrow. Make sure that you are on tomorrow. We are going to be having a challenge tomorrow. We're going to be doing top 10 Disney songs. So get excited oh for that. And oh, it just flew out of my brain. It'll come back. What's the other one? Oh, Food Mash. The, that's oh. why I blocked it from my brain. The <laughs> game that made me almost cry. Well, not almost. The game you, that made me cry last crying. week. Literally yeah. crying. That's on That's deck worth it tomorrow. to be on the broadcast tomorrow. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Make sure that you tune in. It's going to be a good one. We love you so much. Thanks for being here. And if you are in this area, July 24th, we are going yes. to be having a, a prayer night here at the church from 6 p.m. to midnight. Yes. If you are in Stanley yes. County, if you just want to drive to Stanley County, come. We're going to see the power of God move. He is going yes. to pour out, and it's going to be awesome. So if you can be here, be here 6 to 12 in the morning and it's going to be great. We love you. Thank you for being here and we'll see you tomorrow. 11:45. Bye guys. Love y'all.